podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Wednesday in the middle of an international break where nothing is happening. Now, I have noticed, I say your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC and only really talk about the first team. And I don't really speak about the academy teams or the women's team. Now, that admittedly is because I don't watch a whole lot of the academy and I don't watch a whole lot of the women's team. But that's not really an excuse. So... Moving forward, I will attempt to bring you a bit more news on the women's team and the academy teams. Uh, I will scour the interwebs to find that information for you. Let's start with the women's team. So obviously Liverpool's women's team beat Chelsea at the weekend 2-1. Massive result. Newly promoted Liverpool against the reigning champions Chelsea. Chelsea whose wage bill dwarfs the Liverpool wage bill went into that game as very strong favourites, and obviously Liverpool got the victory. But it wasn't all good news. So Liverpool striker Leanne Kiernan has had surgery on her ankle. Uh, She had that operation on Monday, and she is going to be out for several months. That means that, from an Irish point of view, she will miss our World Cup playoff in October, which is a big blow. We were due to play either, we are due to play either Scotland or Austria in that playoff game on the 11th of October. Uh, So that is, that's a big blow because uh, she's an important part of that squad. It's also a big blow, obviously, for Liverpool because she had a very good season last year and was a key figure in the promotion. And to lose her this early in the season is disappointing for the club. But, but... Fingers crossed, she'll bounce back quickly. She's young, so that's on her side. And she's tough as well. Like That girl grew up playing Gaelic football and grew up playing on pitches that you wouldn't allow donkeys to feed on in the Bailieborough region. So, hopefully Leanne has a quick recovery and we wish her all the best. The under-21s played. And Arthur played. And let's be completely honest with this. He was fairly poor. He was fairly poor. But it was pretty obvious that he wasn't out there to play well. He was out there purely to build fitness. And most of what he did seemed aimed at getting miles in his legs and building his fitness. So, by all accounts, Arthur has been exceptionally dedicated since arriving at the club. 
has really thrown himself into training, is not taking any time off. Jürgen offered him some days off during this international break and he has turned them down. He will remain at the AXA training centre going through personalised training plans and playing for the under-21s, which, to be fair, he doesn't need to do. Because, number one, he doesn't owe the club anything, really. He's not owned by the club. And he could, if he wanted to, just basically float through the year, play here and there, collect his wage, and head back to Turin in the summer to rejoin Juventus. But he doesn't want to go back there. He wants to earn a move. I think ideally he would like to earn a move to Liverpool. Now, we have seen multiple crap journalists from different parts of the world say that Liverpool haven't been impressed with him, that Klopp has already made his mind up. But none of that is true. No decision will have been made on this lad and no decision will likely be made on this lad till probably late January, early February at the very earliest. Because it could take him four to five months to get fully up to speed and to really show what he's capable of. There's a really good player in there. He showed that at Gremio. He showed it in flashes at Barcelona. And he's shown some flashes at Juventus, despite the fact that he has largely spent his time working under footballing terrorists. As much as I like Ernesto Valverde, if you're a midfield player, you're not going to shine under him. You're just not, because that's not what he asks his midfielders to do. It's the same thing with Allegri. Allegri doesn't want his midfielders to shine. It was different when he first took over at U of A and he inherited Pirlo and Pogba and Vidal and Marquisio. They were an established unit. They were one of the best midfield groups in the world who had been drilled by Antonio Conte. And for the first couple of years, Allegri was there. He basically just kept things rolling as Conte had left them. Then as he made changes to the team, the midfield became less important. You see, Allegri and Valverde, they are purely results-based managers. It's all about the outcome for them. It's not really about the journey. It's not about individual development. It's about the collective unit. And it's about the final score. And you see a lot of managers like this. They play uninspiring football. I mean, in England, obviously, there's been a whole bunch of these. Roy Hodgson, Sam Allardyce, Sean Dyche. Now, these managers in England tend to operate more in the lower regions of the divisions. Now, Allegri and Valverde are better managers than them. But they do a similar type of thing, just with better players and better outcomes. A player like Arthur is not going to shine under managers like those two. Just as if you put Thiago in a Sam Allardyce team, he wouldn't look like Thiago because he wouldn't be allowed to do the things that make him great. So I wouldn't take anything away from that game that Arthur played with the under-21s, other than the fact that it's good that he's gotten minutes in his legs. It's as simple as that. Another thing I wouldn't take anything from is a clip on YouTube 
or sorry, on Twitter rather, of um, Darwin Nunes winning the ball back in a training session and then making a mess of things. There's a narrative today that that was a shot. It was clearly a cross. It was just a badly overhit cross. But it means nothing. It's training. It means absolutely nothing. It's one three-second clip from a 90-minute training session in which, for all we know, he also put four balls in the top bin. We don't know what else took place. All you're looking at is one clip and making a decision. But you see, it was one thing when it was Chelsea fans or United fans posting these clips. They were looking for easy likes. Liverpool bad is always an easy like on Twitter. It's another thing when it's shitheads in our own fan base who are posting this. It really is, because all you're doing is looking for attention. Because you clearly don't get any in your real life. You Maybe you're just in bad need of a cuddle. But nobody wants to give you a cuddle, so you go looking for crappy, cheap likes on social media. And frankly, I would advise everybody who saw the original account, which has LFC in the handle, just to mute that account, because he's clearly a shithead. Simple as that. Uh, let's move on and look at the main Liverpool websites today. The headline piece on This Is Anfield. I want to share the Anfield experience with the world, my Liverpool life. So uh, this is a series that Joanna Durkin puts together. And Liverpool fan and match day vlogger Courtney Neary is the latest one featured and it's basically her story about how she became a Liverpool fan and why it is that she documents going to games for her social media and uh, well worth your while giving that one a read there. Jordan Henderson gets surprise England call up after early injury return. A little bit surprising that the club captain who's just come back from injury has gone off to play for England. Um, you'd imagine Henderson's place in the World Cup squad was guaranteed anyway because Southgate doesn't pick on form or ability. He picks on favoritism, and Henderson is one of his favourites. So it seems strange for Henderson to put country over club. You would have hoped his focus would have been on being fit to play for Liverpool. If he goes and gets hurt playing for England now, uh, the shit may hit the fan a little bit. Liverpool loanees endure mixed debuts after swapping Portugal for League One. Let's have a gander at this then. Over two months after first leaving Liverpool on loan, Owen Beck finally made his first appearance of the season, but not for the club he joined back in July. At first, moving to Familiqueau, seemed a bold move that would pay off for Beck, who proved himself to be one of the most exciting young players at Anfield. But after a standout season with the under-23s and two appearances in the first team, it did not translate to the role he hoped for in Portugal. He made the bench three times before being omitted for the fourth game of the Premier League season. And 
was unused throughout his deal. So it was cut short and another deal was stuck was struck with Bolton. I had completely missed this that Owen Beck had gone to Bolton. How did I miss that? Uh well, him and Connor Bradley came through the academy together, so it might be a, a better place for him to be, for him to develop with someone he knows close by. That is a bit mad. I completely missed that. That he was recalled on the 31st of August and sent out to Bolton. But good luck to him. I, I hope he does really well there. And obviously, he is very good friends with Connor Bradley. And Bradley has done really well since going there. So, fingers crossed it has the same effect for Owen Beck. Um... Liverpool FC top 10 left-footed players from Barnes to Salah. Number 10, Patrick Berger. Number 9, Fabio Aurelio. I would say Berger was a better player than Aurelio. Uh, number 8, Daniel Sturridge. I, I will be shocked if we have seven better left-footed players than Daniel Sturridge. Uh, John Arnery said, well, he wasn't better than Daniel Sturridge for starters. Steve Highway. Steve Highway was right-footed. So why is he on this list? Highway was very much two-footed, but his left was good enough to warrant a place in this list. But he wasn't left-footed. He was right-footed. So why is he on the list? Alan Kennedy? Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Ray Kennedy? I think that's fair enough. Robbie Fowler? Mohamed Salah and John Barnes. It could be Barnes. It could be Salah as the top one. But uh, Steve Highway should not be on this list. Daniel Sturridge should be sixth, at least, potentially fifth over Alan Kennedy. Uh, John Arnorisa, I would put a little bit lower. He's definitely in the top 10. I can't believe the disrespect of Sturridge. I would have Berger over... Aurelio and with Highway out I mean Andy Robertson surely deserves some mention if John Arnorisa is there and Fabio Aurelio is there Andy Robertson's a better player than either of them so I don't really understand this uh, badly put together list to be honest uh, that's a bit poor from this is Anfield, to be honest. Let's move on. Um, Liverpool.com. Defining Liverpool transfers showing promising signs. This is about Arthur. It's about how hard he's working to get himself fit. Uh, Liverpool, no Manchester City transfer value. Can't hide glaring 176 million gap. Jurgen Klopp is closed. I don't know why we always need to compare to our rivals. Liverpool should should look to ideal, factor that word in, ideal, 6.3 million transfer solution to fix Jurgen Klopp midfield problem. This is Evander from Midtjylland, who's a good player. He's not ideal, and I don't think he's good enough to play for a club with ambition to win the biggest honours. But he is a good player, without question. 
Liverpool could beat Arsenal in 25 million new Neymar race for ideal Jurgen Klopp forward. This is Michael Michaelo Mudrik. Um, I, I'm sure we have interest, but I don't know why Arsenal are used as the club here, considering the clubs that came closest to signing him in January in the summer rather were Everton and Brentford. They're the two clubs that were actually making bids. Arsenal were only ever linked by one crap journalist. So just seems a little bit weird to me. Um, Liverpool could sign talent compared to Cesc Fabregas as Jurgen Klopp pathway to pay off again. So this is about Ethan Nuaneri, the young Arsenal teenager who came off the bench at the weekend at 15 to play in the Premier League, which, I mean, for me, it just... I just can't get on board with 15-year-olds playing in the Premier League. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sure the kid is super talented, but it's just no. No, sorry. Um, I don't know whether he's going to make the grade at the Premier League level. He came on in a game that was already over, 3-0 up. Brentford were awful on the day. He does look very talented. Arsenal fans have been raving about him as he came through their academy. So, yeah, possibly. I don't know how we'd sign him because my guess is that Arsenal will pull out all the stops to keep him if he's as good as advertised. Liverpool to scout transfer targets second to Kylian Mbappe as Luis Suarez plots European return. Um... Yeah, Suarez only signed a short-term contract with Nacional. And it looks like he's going to come back to Europe because his family are still here. So it, it, here, they're in Spain. So makes sense that he might want to come back and play in Europe again. Um, Talon second only to Mbappe is Mudrik. And that's just... Hyperbole by Dario Serna, the director of football at Shakhtar, uh, who said he's the third best left winger in the world after Mbappe and Vinicius, which for a multitude of reasons is wrong. Very talented player, though. And then there is Rafa Benitez um, making excuses for his failures at Everton. I don't know. I don't really care, to be completely honest. On AnfieldIndex.com, we have a few new podcasts for you to listen to. There is the latest Under Pressure, Dan Kennett, Dan Rhodes, Cy Brundish and Phil Barker talking about the win over Ajax. There is a new Scouser Tommies with Jim Boardman and Jay Reed. There is Anfield Index podcast episode 340, Trev Downey, Lisa Marie and Young Drinkle. Those are all out. There are three more being recorded today that will be out over the next couple of days. Uh, There is a Rate Don't Hate with Guy, Steve Smith and Dave Comerford, so make sure you listen to that one. There will be a Scouted recorded in about 40 minutes. Uh, Myself and Carl will take a walk through groups A to D in this upcoming World Cup, and then later in the week, maybe Friday, we'll record the other four groups. And there is also a Pro Plus being done today 
which will be Guy and Ollie Emerson. So do make sure to listen to all of those. Uh, I am back now. Hopefully, there'll be no more need for time off. Um, it's been a pain in the hole. But I'm back now. So let's hope that uh, we can get this rolling again and find ways to keep you occupied during this absolutely pointless international break. I'll see you tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.